basics. We need to talk about basics. We, we've been talking on, the, on this podcast about all kinds of different things and concepts and specific strategies to deal with, but we know that we've got some folks out there and clients that come to us that are just like, what are you even doing when you talk about optimization? What does SEO even really mean? What are you doing to my website? Yeah, all the time, people just come to us. They don't know what SEO is. They don't know what certain elements. They're just like, are you just changing a few words on my page? So we just want to talk about the basics of on-site SEO elements and how those can help your site rank higher. Welcome to Search Authority, where real results-driven industry experts share proven digital marketing tips, tricks, and strategies to help you win online. I'm Jason Dutt, president of Outerbox, one of the largest, fastest-growing SEO and digital marketing firms on the planet. I'm joined by Outerbox founder, CEO, and search marketing expert, Justin Smith. What's up, dude? <laughs> Not too much. <laughs> we've, been, uh, we've been very busy. Um, as a company, I, I feel like we'd say this every single time because we're trying to make excuses for not doing podcasts, Yeah, but <laughs> we suck at podcasts. Yeah, we suck at podcasts. <laughs> um, that's what's up, but no, I mean, we've been very busy with the business, lots of things happening. Obviously the world's a little crazy right now in general. Um, so there's the truth. Yeah. There's just a lot of changes, changes with the business, with the economy. How do you think about these things? What moves do you make? with our clients internally, right. a right. lot going on. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Um, I mean, as you're a business owner, I'm sure you're experiencing one or all of the different things that our, our clients are experiencing, whether it be inventory overloads or shortages of supply, depending on what business that you're in. And, uh, one extreme it, or another, right? One extreme no, no one's or another. In the middle. No yeah. one's in the middle. Um, you know, payrolls are going way through the roof, which is a challenge. And, uh, you know, there's all kinds of different things that happen in different businesses, and we're trying to help them navigate that as best we can and, and make the right marketing decisions based upon their business model and what the specific uh, way that uh, the current climate is impacting them. Um, SEO is a long bet, and it's an important one. And uh, at different times and in different industries, there might be different strategies you want to use. It's not the conversation we're going to have today, but uh, I feel like it's important pertinent that we mention it. Um, Look at strategies, look at SEO, look at paid media, look at social media, look at the different options for marketing that you have. Because in a market like this, um, you, you've got a budget to work with. You want to make sure you spend it the right way. Make sure you're talking to a consultant or somebody who can help you make those decisions and has your best interests in mind. So, yeah, paid's been hot. I can tell you that much. I mean, even yeah. from a lead perspective on our side, our, our leads for managing paid search campaigns and starting new paid search campaigns, those leads are up almost 200% when we're talking about like a six month period. And it goes to what you're saying. A lot of people are sitting on excess inventory. They have different challenges and SEO is a long game. Um, you know, companies are still investing in SEO and it clearly makes sense to do so. Of course it's a, uh, it's kind of the difference between like being long in the market and buying things and holding it for, you know, years. And sometimes you're doing short term plays and you're, you know, trying to make some, do some swing trades here and there. And, uh, right. we don't know, we, we know about all that. about that lately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh gosh. Um, but you know, with paid search, a lot of people are trying to figure out how, what can we do for the next two or three months here? How can we make this work going into the holiday season? And uh, paid search is, if you need to boost your sales quickly, we don't, we don't talk about paid search enough on this podcast. And 
we were just discussing how we need to do more of that. Right. But uh, paid search is definitely a place to be in and something to look at over the next, uh, over Q4, Q1. Yeah, for sure. And there's lots of different channels to look at. So anyway, we've derailed our own podcast, um, which, you know, this is organic. We just kind of do this. Uh, You know, we have a topic in mind to get into some super basics on what kind of elements go into SEO. So you can have a basic understanding of what the heck your SEO firm or uh, person that you're working with on staff is actually should is targeting or should be targeting uh, and give you some sense of what those things are and the priorities of them. But yeah, like I say, this this show's kind of organic. It just kind of started that conversation. It's pertinent to what's happening right now in our day and in our in our lives, and I'm sure it's probably on top of mind for you too. Um, yeah, I'll, so. I'll start by saying this as far as what we're going to go over. Um, we're really just talking, like Jason said, about the basics of SEO. Now, we're going to talk about what these elements are, how they impact search. We're not really going to get into how to optimize all of these elements, right? If, we're, if we talk about a title tag, for example, on your site, we're not going to get into how to write the most optimized title tag uh, in, a, in the perfect format for it. Not only is that somewhat our secret sauce, but uh, at the same time, that could be a 30-minute episode in and of itself. Right. So really what we're going to do is just talk about what these elements are so that if you're starting to work with an SEO agency, when they mention these things, you have some idea of what they're talking about and you don't feel like you're uh, sitting on a call and every other word coming out of their mouth, you have, you know, it's a different language. Yeah, that's that that gets annoying real quick. Yeah. Right. Uh, so we're just going to hammer these out, Justin? Yeah, let's just, let's just go through them. Right, so we're going in order of priority, yeah. we think? Yeah, I, I mean, okay. there's times where some matter more than others, depending on situations, but... Let's say in general, right? We're going in priority, right? Makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So number one, page URL. Yeah. So page URL basically, uh, if you look in your browser and you look at the address bar, that's the place where you type in whatever it is dot com. Uh, you'll see at the end of that there will be a page URL. So that might be, for example, on our site. If you're on our SEO services page, that page URL would be outerboxdesign.com slash SEO dash services. Let's just say as an example, um, if it's Shopify page, Shopify dash SEO, right? So naming that URL and putting your keywords into that URL is super important. So an on-site optimization technique, a way to improve your page and make it rank better simply is looking at those URLs. And if you have URLs that don't have all your keywords in them or they're poorly named, for example, I was looking at a, a lead that came in yesterday. Um, it'd be funny if they end up listening to this episode. Uh, <laughs> talking about you. But they had they were trying to rank for different software. So they're like a directory type site and they want to rank for like best accounting softwares, you know, best ERP softwares, those kind of things. When I went to look at the accounting software page, the URL was just accounting. Right. That should really, if I'm optimizing that URL, step one is going to be making that accounting dash software or best dash accounting dash software, really telling Google what that page is about. The page is not just about accounting. It's about accounting software. Right. So if you, if you optimize that page URL from the beginning, it will make everything else a hell of a lot easier to, to see the results. Right. And we, I'm, I'm so tempted to continue that conversation. Well, you can go for it. It's the, well, it's the most important one. Well, so, hey. I mean, yeah, we just said yeah. though we're not going to get into like all no, the little details of how we do things, but you know, there's, there is, 
you can go so far with it. You want to target typically your main keyword up front on that URL, right? Um, and there is such a thing as making a URL that's like way too long and too nested. Um, so you want to watch having uh, slash this and slash that and slash this and continuing to go on. The more that you nest it, uh, the less priority that that final page ends up having a lot of times um, in terms of the keyword value of it. Uh, you also, I mean, I've also seen some people, some people get crazy with keyword stuffing in their URLs, um, where they're trying to put like five different keyword streams into a URL. Is that something that you think is okay or not? No, I wouldn't do that. I I agree with you. You're trying to get your main keyword in there. So again, like us, Shopify dash SEO, probably totally fine, right? You wouldn't want to be Shopify dash SEO dash expert dash services dash company. Right. I mean, Google's going to look at that and clearly know the only reason you did that is to try to uh, beat the system. Right. So you want to think in terms of in typically, typically when it comes to the URL, you want to think in terms of what's the main concept or the main keyword that you want to target on that page. And that's what you want to get across in the URL. I know I say it a lot, but if a robot read just the URL, would the robot have some idea of what this page is about? Right. Good way to think about it. Cool. Title tag, number two. Yeah, so title tag, that's when you search in Google, you see what comes up in blue. Uh, That is typically your title tag. Now, Google will sometimes rewrite those and not show your title tag, and it'll pull in an H1, or it'll pull in different text to fill in that title tag for you. But the title tag is just a piece of code on the page that says, this is what my page is all about, and put it in the blue spot on Google when you search the keyword. Google puts a lot of relevance on this. It's basically your book title. Right. Right. Let's let's think about it like that. It's your book title. And if your book is named something completely different than what your book is about, that is very confusing. Right. <laughs> a lot of SEO is about not being confusing and being clear. Now, and since we've used that analogy, I want to be careful. Every page on your site has its own title. So it's not like your entire website has one book title, so to speak, like a book does. So every page has a title it's an individual title, or it should be, and uh, it should speak very directly in it to what the concept of the page is and what the keywords are trying to target. Perfect. And that, honestly, that kind of rolls into the next one. If, we're, if we want to yep. keep the book analogy going, right? your H1s and your header tags are really your what, chapter titles, yeah. let's say. Kinda. I don't know. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. If, if a page is a book by itself, these are kind of your chapter titles. They're your different sections within this, uh, within this page or within this book. And so your H1, that's your, your heading one. You have H2, heading two, H3, header three. You, that can go forever. Right. The H1, let's, let me throw this out. The title tag and the H1 are almost like so closely related if we're using the book analogy. It's like if the title tag is the cover on the book and then you open up the book and then they have like the title of the page of the book on another page in the first page of the book, they're almost that closely related. They really need to like synchronize. Now, maybe not match, right? I agree. They shouldn't match exactly, but they should be pretty damn similar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So you have your different headers. You should have headers throughout your site. Um, You should have an H1. You should have an H2. You should have an H3. You know, do you need H5 or H7? No, probably not. But um, that's getting a little weird. But... (laughs) It's getting weird when you see an H seven. Man, you got, an, you. you got an H seven. They they give you the weird seats in the back of the in the back of the room. Yeah. I mean, I don't just, know. Just put that person over there. They they have H sevens on their website. Yeah. Maybe it's an SEO strategy that we've never tried. Like, what if you had an H fourteen? 
<laughs> Maybe that's like a hack to rank number one on Google. I don't think it is. If you try it, email us. Yes. It, yeah. We don't even have an email address listed, but in our podcast, fill out our quote request form and say that you're trying to, we're you're like letting wor- us know that H14 worked. We're like the worst podcasters ever. I know. All right. Uh, so header tags, H1 is the most important. Then H2 backs that up, H3 yeah. and so on. It's, it's, it's. Google looks at those to really going to get an understanding of what the rest of the content is about. And then your content should resonate back with those header tags. Yeah. And your, your header tags placement wise should be placed. You think about it like a newspaper article, you have your heading and then you have content. If you just have H ones and H twos and header tags all over the place without content below them, that doesn't really make sense. Now, lots of developers do that. So we come into sites all the time and people are like, well, I have an H1 and I have an H2 and I have an H3. And we're honestly going through and deleting those. And we're making new header tags that actually make sense where they're at. So I guess I'm just trying to say it's not just about yeah. having them. It's about like with all these things, it's not just about having it. It's about putting them in the right spot and knowing what you're doing right. when you do them. Right. But it's the art and science part, right, yeah. of SEO is, you know, we're giving you the science in the sense of like these things need to be on your page and they need to be optimized with the, with the correct keywords, specifically what the order of those keywords are, where, where some of these things are positioned on the site, how much of it you do. It uh, makes a big impact. It all makes an impact yeah, for sure. So, um, on page content. I'll let you take this one. Yeah, we're sure. talking a lot. So, yeah, well, that's cool. On page, co- <laughs> on, on page content. It's a podcast, right? You, right. You're supposed to talk. Yeah, theoretically. Uh, so, on-page content, it needs to back up everything that you just established with your title tag and with your H1s. So there needs to be enough content there. Uh, we, we're not here to debate about how many words or how long things should be, right? Because there's, there's different... Based, it's based on search intent. It's based on search intent, right? It's mm-hmm. based upon what type of page are you talking about here. Um, you know, obviously if you're, if you're creating an informative page, you want it to be informative. It's, it's basically the length of the page has more to do with how much are you actually covering the topic? What is, what is the, how long should the answer to the topic be? Right. They always use the analogy of like how to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And it's like, should that be a three-step process with bullet points or should that be a 2000 word article? (laughs) Right. Right. Um, so it's the point is is the biggest thing you need to understand and what a lot of our clients don't sometimes get, especially in the e-commerce world, is how important that content is in backing up your titles and your and your H ones and everything else. We come across a lot of sites that do not have any content on their category pages, for example. Pretty important that they do that, and and you have to balance that. I understand a lot of times what we're trying to do is we're lo- we're looking for usability. We want to streamline the the website. We want it to look cool and sexy and sleek and not have a bunch of words on there because for usability purposes. But there's ways to approach putting content on your on those on your pages that don't interfere with your CRO and don't interfere with the usability of your site. So work with whoever you're working with to get a design together or some strategy of how you put the content into the page, uh, that isn't in a, in a non-disruptive way. Um, we feel that the typically, and you can do some fancy things in code to kind of bypass this, but you want in the code, at least the content to be as close to the top of the page as you can get it to be. And there's yeah. ways to be sneaky about that, right? There are. And I would say personally, I would rather have it at the bottom of the page than try to be too sneaky. Right. It's still valuable at the bottom of the page. Yes. Having some at the top's great. At least try to get some up there. 
you know, like you said about, we always want to make a website look sexy. Hey, if no one sees it, I don't care how sexy it is. It's right. True. I mean, right. It, at the end of the day, we got to get people there if we want to sell stuff. Right. I had a, a client that was getting almost no conversions on a particular page that was worried about conversions. And I was like, well, is anybody ordering from this page right now? Well, not, not really. I mean, we get like three or two orders a month. And I was like, well, then what are you worried about? Yeah. Why don't you, why don't we try to get some more traffic to this page in the first place? And then we'll worry about when you actually have some data. If it doesn't convert, we can <laughs> right. fix that right. later. But right. I can guarantee zero visitors won't convert either. That, that's correct. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then they did it and they're really happy with the results. So just you're gonna, awesome. Gonna, Cause I'm pretty awesome. You know, it's <laughs> like, you know, uh, so when I say making sure that the, you know, the, the content supports it, obviously having the keywords in there is important, but there's other things, uh, there's, um, there's phraseology that you can use that to put it in there that, that is not necessarily directly to the keywords. Um, I'm drawing a blank, Justin, what do we call that? Um, LSI. thank you. LSI keywords that has more to do with search intent. Um, basically yeah. it, we'll go back to the peanut butter and jelly analogy. Yeah. Like if you, if you have an article about how to make a peanut butter and jelly, Google is probably going to look to see, well, do you have the word knife? Do you have the word spoon? right the word spread like are these are words and phrases that would should show up in your content if you're talking about x topic right this is where writing natural content comes and it becomes important Mm -hmm. um and making sure that you're actually writing for a real audience um and not just trying to write optimized content in the sense of thinking only of google you typically your lsis will show up in there if you're writing in a natural way um, so that being said, uh, that takes us to meta descriptions. Yeah. So, oh wait, you know what? We should also mention in the on-page, uh, on the on-page content part, uh, I'm not going to dive too deep into this, but that on-page content should also support, have, th- there's certain things you can put into place. Like there's some bold content you put into place in the right places. Uh, you put links, intrasite in ex in, in ex- internal and external links in that content in the right places that all goes that's part of optimized content and it should be mentioned i agree all right so meta descriptions um meta description i would say isn't necessarily important for seo anymore it used to be important in the sense that back in the day yahoo um early google you could put keywords in your meta description and it was truly a ranking factor Um, google has said at this point it is not and even though I don't believe most things Google says, I will believe this one because I even leave out meta descriptions completely on lots of outer boxes, top ranking pages. So I know you don't need it. The reason why you would have it is to boost your click through rate. So again, you go on Google, you search a keyword, that blue title you're seeing is your title tag. What you see below it, the description of your site, that's your meta description. Now, again, just like your title tag, Google these days will often overwrite your meta description anyways, and it'll pick out context and, you know, content on that page that is more supportive of the keyword that was searched. So it's better backing up um, what the person searched instead of just showing a general meta description. So if you want your description to show up, let's say 50% of the time, maybe 25% of the time, um, and you want to be in control of that, which should hopefully help you to have a higher click-through rate, meaning people click on your result instead of someone else's, writing a meta description can be important. Right. Uh, And that click-through rate plays into your ranking as well Yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you rank number four, 
someone else ranks number five, but people keep clicking on number five for some reason, Google is going to realize they don't like you. <laughs> and so they're going to move you down. Right, right. It's basically all it comes down to. Right. Image alt text, image file names. Um, I'll cover this one. Yeah, I think people forget about images all the time. Yeah. They just see them as, well, I can't optimize that. It's not text. Like people right. think text when they think SEO. Yeah, exactly. So the images, there's a tag on an image called an alt tag. It's really meant for user, um, usability purposes uh, to show a, a text description of what that image is for maybe visually impaired people or things like that. That's what it's really intended for. Um, but we also can use it for um, being very descriptive about what that image is in the usage of appropriate keywords to describe the article content as well. Let's just say it that way. So you can you can use it for that purpose. Uh, Justin's sitting here like got steam coming out of his ears. No, we could have uh, we could have an entire podcast. Yeah, and we probably we probably honestly, considering we can never come up with podcast topics, we decided to talk about fourteen things and waste fourteen episodes in one. Um, here, <laughs> so honestly, probably what we'll do is go back to a lot of these points and, yeah. and have a full podcast around it. But yeah, I mean, people will write alt image descriptions and, you know, make them a sentence long, trying to describe every little detail of the image. Yeah. And some people will say, just put your main keyword in there. Yeah. So we won't get into but, what we yeah, believe exactly. Yeah, we'll, but. We'll, 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 that's going to be a fun podcast episode, actually. So we'll talk about image alt tags, but image file names too. Uh, this kind of goes along with um, the URL thing and oftentimes can be overlooked. What you actually name that image, why not put some keywords in there? Because the file name of that image actually will help support the alt tag as well and the content of the overall page. Yeah. It, if you know if the file name has keywords in it, again, makes it a lot easier for a robot to understand what the picture's about. That's right. Um, people, and, and, I will, and I'm going to throw this out there. Well, I'll say, well, say the picture. The picture, I don't know. <laughs> like we're drawing pictures and like on post-it notes and pasting them on websites. <laughs> um, this alt, I, I want to say something else about alt tags, and I'm not going to. I'm going to save that for our alt tag episode, which maybe we'll do that next. Note taken. Alt tag episode next. Okay. All right. Good deal. Um, That'll save us uh, a half hour before we do our next podcast trying to find a topic. Yeah. All right. Um, internal linking. Yeah, so you talked about internal I linking did, a little bit, but there's that. different. It's not just within content. So if you're if you're talking, if you have a paragraph of content, and you have keywords within there that might link over to another page. So again, I always use our Shopify SEO page, or you know, our SEO page as an example. But I might we might be talking about how you know you can run an SEO campaign and you can also do paid search. We at Outerbox we do both. Well, when we mention paid search in our content, we're going to want to link over to our paid search page. Um, so those internal links will help support your other pages. Won't necessarily make this page rank better, but it'll make your other pages rank better. Um, and you can also do external links. So that external links will actually help the page you're optimizing rank better. So you can link out to authoritative sources, link out to sites that might have statistics around what you're talking about, how you do external linking again, an entire podcast, but linking out to other places, just shows Google that, you know, you, you're an expert. It's like a citation in a paper. It's like your teacher always tells you cite your sources and Google likes to see that you're kind of doing that as well. For sure. Um, we're trying to, I'm trying to focus on keeping this simple. That was the whole point of this thing. Right. And I, you know, I'm, I'm failing miserably. Uh, but no, we're good. Structured markup. Uh, that's the next thing here. 
and this is a little little trickier to explain, I think, but do you want to dive into this one? Yeah, sure. Uh, structured markup, I wouldn't say, again, not necessarily from an SEO perspective important, like a meta description. It will show certain content and help boost or enhance the way your organic results look. Now, maybe Google is going to help is going to rank you better because you're putting that information in there as well. But if you want to show how many items are in stock, you want to show product pricing, you want to show review stars, those you're using structured markup, schema, different versions of structured markup to do that. So bottom line, if you don't have structured markup on your site, you should find types of structured markup that make sense for your website different types right if you have an address on your page you can put structured markup you have product descriptions you can do certain things product reviews it, it really depends on the type of business and type of website you have as far as what types of structured markup you might use yeah we're getting down into some things that are that are a little more uh well except for that last one's pretty damn important so yeah. um other meta stuff other meta shit yeah um we're gonna get banned from spotify now because you said the S word. Yes. <laughs> if they want to ban us for that, I don't want to be on Spotify anyway. So. Yeah, that's, that's, hey, that's all right. That's all right. See you later, Neil Young. We didn't need you anyway. All right. Other, yeah, no one listens anyway. Um, all right. Other meta stuff. Basically, there's a lot of things you can do in meta. There's a million different tags. The one I would suggest in here and why I added it would be uh, Open Graph. So we've had some success with open graph tags that'll help when people are sharing things on social media that you can basically format the way you want that share to be uh, shown. What title do you want to come up? What icon do you want to show on social sharing? What's the description? And I think Google does look at that. And when people post those on social channels, the links coming back to your site then have keywords in them, then are they're set up the way you want them to be set up. So there's a lot of different weird meta stuff you can put in to your site. Um, open graph is one of those that I would consider. Right. We won't go too far down the weird meta rabbit hole. Yeah, right. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. These last two are actually, I would argue that these last two are like not just straight up on page optimization, like which is what we were targeting to begin with. Um, just to give some base, like the fundamental basics that you would be doing going in and quote unquote optimizing a page. And these might not, especially the last one, both of them, it might not be in order of importance. Right. Exactly. If, if, if you have a score of zero on these, then you're it's probably the number one most important thing. That's exactly correct. So we don't usually see that, but we don't usually see that. But these last two are like, are, are very important. They're fundamental things that we look at in the very beginning of a campaign. Um, and typically they're not something that you're going to fix quickly, um, if we need to do something about it. So one number, la the last two mobile responsiveness and site speed, typically these things are going to require some, some kind of design work or redesign work on the site to, to, to address or to fix. Uh, they might even require a hosting platform change for site speed issues and things like that, depending on what you're hosted on and how your, how your site's hosted and structured. Um, so they're pretty big uh, things to chew off of typically. Yeah. So, I mean, as far as mobile, it's basically you have to have a site that looks good on mobile. That really shouldn't be two different versions of your website these days. You used to have uh, your desktop version and your mobile version, which would literally be two different versions or code bases. Thank God we're over oh, those days. Yeah. It was just managing two different websites basically. Right. But, you know, the mobile version of your site needs to look really good. 
I mean, Google's going to look at that and it's going to say, does it, uh, does it load quick? Does it look right? Does it feel like an app basically? And, uh, if you don't have that and it's not set up correctly, then you're going to be in trouble. This is true. And site speed is pretty self-explanatory. How fast does your pages load? Is really what it comes down to. Um, it is the, the, the benchmark nowadays is a really high one. Yeah. I mean, it's a score from zero to 100. Google uses uh, page speed insights. So you can just go to Google and look up, you know, Google page speed. Uh, you can drop your URL in there and it'll give you a score and give you a bunch of different uh, metrics. But you look at that zero to 100. If you're not way up there, then it's, it's only hurting you. Um, Google's rolling this into their algorithm more and more, meaning site speed is becoming more and more important and an important ranking factor. So it's, uh, it's something you want to clean up sooner than later if you have a bad score. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. And, uh, there's, there's a lot of different things that play into site speed. There can be things that, that can be done simply as, is better optimized images that load faster and, um, simple things that you can do. Um, usually it's still requiring some, they can be time intensive, but there's things that you can do without necessarily deplatforming yourself. Um, but then there becomes points to where it's like, you got to make a significant change, whether your, your site's just super outdated with this platform or it's, uh, it's got way too many plugins that are floating around that are taking forever to load. You might have to have a rethink of your entire website in order to tackle the site speed issue. Um, so I would, be, I would encourage you that if, if you're having site speed issues that are significant, number one, yes, it is important. And number two, that plugin that you've really, really loved for the last eight years uh, that hasn't had an update, that's slowing down your entire site, you might need to rethink um, whether you need it or if you can find something, another way to do whatever that thing is doing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if you're, like we said, we put these in order of importance. Usually we're not seeing scores of 10 or you know zero or something like that with our clients. But if you have a really low score like that, then I would say it's almost uh, the number one point of importance where doing all these other things, if you have a, you know, a score of 10, uh, fix that first. Correct. Yeah. All right. Uh, hope this was helpful. Especially like if it's just, if you're new to SEO, if you're really just trying to wrap your head around, like what the heck are these geeks doing on my website? Uh, hopefully this was helpful to give some idea of some of the things that they would or should be touching, uh, off the rip, uh, to make some significant changes. And, uh, we see a lot of times that when a site comes in that hasn't really been thought through on an SEO perspective at all, uh, particularly those first few things we mentioned, page URL, title tag, H1s, uh, making some changes in those areas can make huge gains uh, in your rankings quickly. Uh, so definitely uh, understanding what's happening there is important and hope this has been helpful. Yeah, and a lot of times clients come to us and they have those things. You know, again, I know we mentioned this, but just because you have those things doesn't mean they're done the right way. Correct. So we're talking about these elements. Clients come to us. You, Everybody has a title tag. Right. Everybody typically has an H1, maybe not, but 90% of the time. It's it's optimizing those and then really doing them the right way that makes all the all the difference. You know, I'm going to throw one last thing out there just in case this is this speaks to somebody. And if there's a client that hears this that I don't I don't even know if they're still around anymore. But uh, every once in a while, you know, we'll have a client that comes to us and says, well, okay, well, I, I didn't like my other SEO company. I, I let them go and I wanted to work with you guys. And then we go in and we start looking at some of the, these basic fundamentals and we want to make recommendations as to what we think we should do, whether it be title tags or H1s. 
Resist the temptation. If you've already been through another SEO company, I would suggest resist the temptation of, of just saying, well, my other company already did those things. I want you to do some different stuff because just because your other company did them didn't mean they did them right. Just going to throw that out there. Probably a reason why you fired them. There's probably a reason <laughs> you fired them and uh, that could be part of it. Well, so. and, and these things need to be redone. I mean, Google's yeah, algorithm changes. Uh, I'm changing the title tags on the outer box site three, four times a year. I mean, on our biggest pages. Um, That's true. So just because they work and just because it ranks doesn't mean you don't need to keep it up to date. Right. Um, you, you, you want to keep it up to date before it falls apart. Yeah. One of the mistakes, uh, um, and I guess we'll close with this if it's all right with you, um, unless there's anything else you have in your mind. Good. The, the, one of the mistakes a lot of our clients will make, and this, this sounds like self-serving pitch, and, and maybe it is a little bit, but it's the truth. And that is, once you start to get good rankings, um, doesn't mean that you still that you just get to sit down and slide uphill for the remainder of your life <laughs> online. Uh, there's algorithm changes, there's search intent changes, there's market changes, there's things, there's competition changes, and uh, you you need to be staying on top of it. Um, I see too many times where clients they'll start to do really well uh, with their SEO. Maybe they've been at it for a year or two and they're starting to really rank well and they're thinking, you know what, we can we can cut budget on this. We don't need to concentrate on this anymore. Let's move our advertising budget someplace else. And then they come back to us a year or two later and they're like, uh, we're getting crushed. What happened? Well, typically competition got tougher. Uh, algorithm changes came and bit them in the butt because they weren't staying on top of the, the most recent requirements or things that Google's looking for. Or, or we started doing SEO for their competitor. <laughs> and that happens too occasionally. Um, but the thing is, is once you slide, it's harder to gain momentum back. Once you slide and you started to lose traction, it's harder to get it back than it is to maintain it. Honestly, we've had people come back and now that, and then they're paying double because they want to get back to where they're at. Right. It's a lot harder to, like you said, it's, it, now you have a bigger uphill battle. There's more manpower to push it up that hill. That's right. So, Cool. All right, gang. Rock and roll. Thanks for joining us. Talk to you next time.